This is a Hoff Studios podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to That's Debatable. So I had a whole Google Doc set up ready to go for a pop culture conspiracy. But the today, actually, I woke up and a project that I've been working on for some time now finally came out. And when I tell you, I'm not somebody that allows, uh, I don't want to say that, but I'm going to say it. I don't like to like hype up my accomplishments because I'm always the type of person that it's like, okay, there's going to be more. But this morning I woke up and I was so scared for this to go live that I was like, even like a week before they were like telling, like a week ago, I was like, you know what? I'm kind of having like second thoughts on this. Like maybe not, like maybe let's not share this. And um, at this point, it came out today, but by the time this comes out, it'll be a couple weeks now. Um, I dropped my Refinery29 um, article of one of the first stories that, ah, oh, this is such a sad story too. And I might start crying. I really, I really might start crying because this is like little girl trauma. It's not like funny, like uh, somebody threw a Jamba Juice drink at me and I flipped the fuck out. Like this is a little bit more of a story that I've never shared because it's a story that frames me in a very different way than how my audience knows me. And if you ask any of you guys, any of my followers, any of any of my anybody in my audience, even people in my family, they'll be like, oh, I'm shaken. They'll be like, oh, she's super confident. She's loud. She's all energetic, all these things, which I am. But to get to this point, stuff had to happen to me to eventually build that personality. I've always been this person, but growing up, We'll get into it. We'll get into it. But I'm like literally shaking. I've never shared this story um, until obviously today. And um, it's a story of how I got bullied off of YouTube back in middle school. And it's funny because whenever people ask me, how long have you how long have you been doing social media? I tell them unsuccessfully 11 years. Well, 12 years now. God damn, I'm getting old, bro. Unsuccessfully 12 to 13 years. Successfully three years. And they always laugh and they're like, oh, this is not something that I just woke up one night and all of a sudden I had five million people following me. Like this was a lot of trials and tribulations of just even figuring out how to present myself on the Internet because the Internet is a scary place. And once you put something on there, it's forever. And not only is it forever, but you then allow people to come in and have an opinion about you. Even stuff like the podcast, like I this is a long form type of content and I'm giving you I'm giving this to the world essentially for you guys to have a conversation around it. And sometimes you cannot control that conversation. You can't navigate it once you put it out into the world. And obviously, I think that was a little bit of what I touched on back in the other last week's episode. And when you're younger, you don't realize that as much. But it is what it is. So, um, yeah, this story is going to be a little bit of an emotional one. Obviously, you know, I try to make it a little like hee hee ha ha. Yeah, I was really proud of myself when I saw that article. And when I first got the opportunity, I was super excited. Um, I thought that they just wanted me to tell like a random little story of something that's happened to me in the service industry. But they were like, no, 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 no. We want to we want you to dig a little deeper into that. Tell us a story that you've never told anybody. Tell us a story that really explains why who, why and who you are the person that you are today. And the first thing that came to mind was this story. And we'll get into like all like the ins and out of it after the fact and kind of what happened because of that. 
And I'm so appreciative now looking at it as a 24-year-old, but as a 10-year-old, um, it's just, it's like your world just completely shattered. So let's just get straight into it. Also, I got a new piercing. So this side of my, if, you're, if you see me touching this side of my face right now, it's going, it's because it's like a little sore. I promise you, I'm not trying to do like the whole, like, I can't hear myself. It's literally just because this part of my face is a little sore, but whatever, we'll get into it. So yeah, I've been making content unsuccessfully <laughs> for like, what, 11 years at that point. And I grew up because of the fact that my, my mother is from Colombia. My whole family is from Colombia, but being Latino was something that wasn't like, it wasn't my identity. It was literally just my life. Like if that makes sense, it wasn't, I didn't know there was a difference between like how people celebrate Christmas or how people have family parties. I didn't understand that because of the fact I grew up for the first couple years of my life in a predominantly Hispanic neighborhood. And we moved out of that neighborhood around when I was like five or six. And we moved to what, where I used to live. I moved into a predominantly white neighborhood. And I think I said this last week on the podcast. It is a village. When I say it is a village, I mean it is tiny. And the people that have been in the town that I grew up in were there for generations. Like it's a generational thing. So at that point, when we first moved there, there wasn't too many Hispanic people, like not, not nothing to where it is now, because now there's a whole bunch of Latinos and, you know, we're taking over the world, let alone the little village where I used to live. So coming here, it was a huge like culture shock to me that I was like, oh, wait, everybody's mom doesn't speak Spanish. Like, I'm so confused by this. Like, this is this is a really confusing thing for me. And being that my parents are both Latino I didn't have the same luxuries as a lot of my friends at that point. And we all basically essentially grew up together, graduated together. Because, um, again, if you're in that town, you're in that town for the long run. It's not a town that you move to for like six, eight months or a year. Some people do, obviously. But a lot of times it's generational and it goes way back. And um, so I spent like 15 years of my life in this town. And... I remember the first time that I realized I was like, oh, wait, not everything is like this is when my mom came to school to do like, I guess, you know, like the Mother's Day stuff or they have your mom come in, whatever. Um, and my mom, obviously, because her first language was Spanish, um, she spoke English, but, you know, she had a little bit of an accent. But to me, it didn't mean anything like I understood her perfectly. Uh, but obviously, little kids being little kids, they were like, why does your mom talk like that? Why does and I'm like, what do you mean? Why does she talk like that? That's just. That's how she talks. That's that's what I'm used to. I've also been around my abuelas and my tias and, you know, everybody else that I went to school with two years ago, they all talk like this. Like, I'd, why does your mom talk like that? That being the kind of giving you that little backstory of what it was like. All of my friends at that point also were, um, I think maybe I had like one Latina friend. And when I tell you again, and I keep prefacing because I need everybody to understand, like there were Hispanic people in my school, but even in high school, I had three, I had two best friends and they called us the chongas and we're not Mexican. Like I were I, also, they didn't realize that um, there was anything outside of being Mexican. So when we'd be like, well, I'm Colombian, they're both Dominican and she's like from Ecuador, they'll be like, oh, Mexican. No. And they called us the Spanish girls, knowing that there were like other people there. I guess it's because we were just like 
the most about it. But again, this isn't my identity. This is just how I grew up. That's all I know. I know the mannerisms. I know talking, oh, diciendo el chisme. Like, this is just normal, everyday things that we didn't think anything of. So that, again, I'm going to keep giving you insight because things are going to keep coming into my head. Obviously, being 10 years old, I don't know about your parents, but I know it's a big thing with Latino parents where they're not going to let you go hang out at the park with your friends. That's not going to happen. Either you're going to hang out in the house or you're going to hang out with your cousins. That's it. Like, that's pretty much it. Sleepovers were not a thing. Um, and all of my friends were all allowed to go out to the park and, you know, go sit at the deli. And again, because our town is super small, it's a small town. Nothing's going to happen in a small town. The craziest stuff happens in a small town because of the fact that it is a small town. Um, but I wasn't allowed to do that. I wasn't allowed to go to the park. I wasn't allowed to go hang out after school. I was only allowed to go to school, come back home, do my homework, call it a day. That's it. And then maybe if my cousins came over, we'd have like a prima sleepover. But that's basically what was my childhood. So because of the fact that I was really confined to being indoors, I started to get on the internet. And my sister got a brand new Dell computer for Christmas that year. And first of all, I was sick, bitch. I was sick when I saw that she got a new computer. I said, why the don't I have a computer? They're like, well, Daniela's like 16. Like she's older. Like it doesn't matter. Like she should have a computer. There's no reason you should have one. I said, I would get more use out of it. What the? F and my sister being the kindest soul ever, she was like, Emily, it's fine. We'll share it. Like we'll share the computer. Now, if the roles were reversed, I would have been like, sorry, little you didn't get a computer. It is what it is. You got to figure it out. You got to wait for your time. But thankfully, the roles are not reversed. And my sister was like, we'll share the computer. I, I don't even use a computer that much. You're, you can go and use it. I use that computer more than she did. I was one of those kids that was connected to a computer. It was whether it was Stardoll, Club Penguin, or YouTube. And YouTube was my biggest pastime. And at that point, YouTube wasn't, is, isn't what it is now. Like I vividly remember the old platform of YouTube where they would have the channel on the right side of the page, not on the bottom. Like I remember the whole entire old like display of it. And at that point, creators like Venet Venetian Princess were blowing up. Um, Fred blowing up again. Smosh. Uh, I'm trying to like all of these like huge people were starting to blow up and not to say Jenna Marbles. They were just starting to get on the map. And what, that was like 15 years ago. And I remember watching them literally change and build a whole new industry for themselves. And I would watch them religiously every single day. I was, it, it was like clockwork. It was my TV. And something in me was like, oh my God, like I'm watching Fred who's getting maybe what, like 100,000, 500,000 views on a video, like these are things to be unheard of. And at that point, if you have a million subscribers, that was no small feat. Like now I feel like everybody has a million subscribers. It's it, it, everybody. It's not as unattainable as it was back in the day. And not only that, all of these people, Liza, Liza Koshi, like Dave, like all of these people were starting to now like build what it is we know now as content creation. I only thought at that point as a 10 year old jobs consisted of being a doctor, being a lawyer, being a teacher. Those are three jobs. That's it. That's it. Again, very small world. I obviously do. Like you could be, maybe you could be a vet. I'm allergic to everything. Can't be a vet. So that was not an option for me. But I was like, whoa, you can create videos and make a living. And like these people were making a living. Let me tell you, like Jenna Marbles, all of these people, obviously a lot of the people are no, no longer around. But 
I was just inspired. And I was like, you know what? I love to sing. I love to dance. I love to kiki. I love to do all the things that they are doing right now. I could do the same thing. So me being a little girl, I was like, okay, let me make my own YouTube channel. Let me ask my dad. <laughs> I was like, let me ask my dad. Let me see how he feels about it. And he was like, all right, you can make a YouTube channel, but you have to post one video on my page first and I need to see what you want to do and at that point I was and I still really am into clay animation um stuff like Coraline like all this like stuff I really really enjoy the intricacies of all that um so I used to make this is a little cringy I used to make little like clay puppets and have them like perform and that was my very 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 first YouTube channel not YouTube channel YouTube video pardon my dad saw it and he was like, okay, she's not doing anything crazy. Like she's literally playing with puppets. Like, okay, whatever. We'll let her do her own thing. I'll let her have her own channel. And at that point I was like, okay, I don't want to make this channel my own name because if I make it my own name, people in school are going to find it. And I was already feeling very, not isolated because I had friends, but they weren't really friends. They were more so of like those friends that you have in school but they treat you like shit. But again, you see them every single day. So you kind of have to be like friends with them because again, you see them every single day. At that point, everybody was, you know, going out and kissing boys and, you know, living their best life. And I'm like, I'm 10 years old. I just got the new like Polly Pocket. Like you got me all the way up. If you think I'm gonna be out here in these streets, like I am 10 years old. No, that is not me. So I was like, you know what? Let me have a pseudonym. Let me not put my name let me put my Spanish name. And at that point, one of my um, aunt's favorite novelas was Cincenos No Hay Paraíso. And if you don't know, the direct translation of that is, <laughs> is without breast, there's no paradise. That whole, again, again, this is Latino. This is very much within the thing. I know some people may not understand it. And I, some, I know some people are going to be like, girl, I understand this. And the lead character of Sin Senos No Hay Paraíso is Catalina. And there was something about that name, Catalina, that I loved. I loved that name. And again, my tia would always have this novela on. And basically the premise, it doesn't really matter, but the premise of the whole entire show before everybody's like, what do you mean without press no paradise? Essentially is this girl wanted to get plastic surgery. She wanted to get um, her boobs done, but she was really poor. So she couldn't do it. So she, then she had to go and have somebody else pay for it. And it was basically the trials and turbulations of her getting involved with the wrong people just to get a boob job. Okay. That's very surface level of what it is, but that's essentially what it is. And I know I shouldn't have been watching it since I, when I was 10, but like, girl, trust me, I've seen a lot worse. So it's fine. I promise you that novela is not the worst of it. Um, so I brought up this name and I said, you know what? My name on every platform, Stardoll, Club Penguin, everything, it's YouTube is going to be Catalina1227. That's how she was born. And I was like, this way, nobody can find it. Um, nobody would ever think to think of me as like, Catalina like that's such a random name and I went on for what a year or two making videos and I would open my sister's Dell computer and it was the built-in computer so you know it was this low quality grainy it is nothing like you see now like I have like three four cameras on me right now there is lighting everywhere when I tell you it was me and a laptop and that's it that's it that that very humble beginnings babe and I would sing I would dance 
Uh, I would tell stories. I would do get ready with me before get ready with me were even a thing. And I don't really understand. I didn't know how to kind of do this because I'd be like, I'm going hiking today. What outfit should I pick? And then I would post it already wearing the outfit. Like it was just it's not as live time as you wanted it to be. Whatever. We're just exploring, having fun, being creative. And I would never forget to one of my biggest viral videos. One I'm most proud of is I was dancing to Can't Be Tamed by Miley Cyrus and I was wearing a justice dress. And if you don't know what justice is, I need you to Google it. Okay, it is it is it was all the thing. It was all the rage, girl. Forget the Balenciaga's Gucci's Dolce Cup. No, 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 no. If you don't have justice, you were not that girl. And it was a little purple. I'll literally never forget a little purple dress. And it has like purple here that thick black waistband that everybody would wear and then like this like paint splattered like bottom right here so it was like a dress that comes up to here it was my favorite dress I literally they had to like cut me out of it because I would love wearing that dress and I was dancing to can't be tamed and I got 5,000 views I had over 5,000 people view this and I had about 30 comments 30 comments half of them were people old ass people hating on me like what the fuck is this and other with other half was like my family and other people being like girl slay that's a little girl living her life like oh my gosh she's so amazing I love you and I was like now I have fans and now I think I have to drop out of school I have 5,000 views like the moment I got 5,000 views it started a whole wave of me I was like videos every single day this is my life I've committed to it now now that I'm like successful I now have to officially, you know, dedicate my whole entire life to this. And I had maybe like 150 subscribers. Ain't none of y'all come at me. Ain't none of y'all come at me with my 150 subscribers. Like I was so proud. And every single day I would look at every single one of my subscribers, look at the little profile icon and be like, I love my fans. Even though half of them were like my mom and my and her friends. But whatever, nonetheless. Still, 5,000 is a lot for a little girl. Again, started posting videos every single day. Every single day. So I had over hundreds of videos and it was like and it was nothing ever that serious because it was it was super easy you record on the Dell computer you post it done I was singing I was singing my life away when I tell you I was singing I don't know who I thought I was I was so 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 proud of this and this was something that creatively I was excited to go home to because I would always get FOMO that my friends are out and about and I can't go out because my mom doesn't want to let me out because she hates me in all actuality thank god she didn't let me out in these streets because like I don't know like what business does a 10 year old have being out in the streets at 9 30 p.m it's 10 o'clock do you know where your children are because my mom knew where I was this was something I was excited to do every single day and a video that I had posted one of my uh, second proudest after can't be tamed was I was singing <laughs> and the confidence that this little girl has like who are, I would never to the I would never do this now it was I was singing don't rain on my parade the glee edition no vocal training no vocal training I was just going off my confidence I was living I was living and I was I remember I had little glasses and I was like don't tell me not to live just sit and potter just like that I was living and I posted it and I was like hell yeah I'm lit like maybe this one will surpass my 5,000 most viral video to hit the internet like maybe this one will do it and now we're two years out I'm maybe like 12 years old this is the point where you're in middle school and the way that my um town is set up uh which was just weird within itself. You guys can make your own assumptions out of this. Our middle school and high school are together. So we don't have separate um, schools because of the fact that our school is so small. And we also share 
um, a high school with another with the town right next to us because we wouldn't be able to fully pack out a whole high school and middle school. So we have seventh graders all the way to seniors in one school. If you go to move into a district and they have a high school that is with the middle school, like it wasn't separate. Like we literally would pass each other. Seniors would be in the class period before us and then seventh grade right next. Like weird, 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 weird. Um, a lot of weirdos, not fun, really dangerous. Don't recommend zero stars. I left a bad Yelp review, but that's not the point of the story. Going, I'm maybe in seventh grade. At this point, all the friends that I had in elementary school were no longer talking to me because, um, quite frankly, they just said I was ugly and fat. <laughs> like, that really is what it, what it comes down to. They just said that I was ugly, that I was fat. I never had a boyfriend at that point. I never got my first kiss. Um, and they were like, we can't hang out with you because you're ugly. Like, no, the guys don't want to hang out with you. I was like, I don't care. I was like, don't hang out with me. I don't give a f I have YouTube. I am a YouTube star. So I was like, obviously, I didn't have too many friends. Um, I think at that point I had maybe like. No, I didn't have any friends. <laughs> I had no friends. I literally would like sit by myself or sit with whoever would let me sit there for a cafeteria or whatever lunch or I just wouldn't eat lunch. Um, and honestly, I really didn't care. I had YouTube. I was like, I don't I want to. This is what makes me happy. This is what I'm thinking about all day. And then one day it got taken away from me. And this is the sad part of the story because I posted the Glee edition of <laughs> Don't Rain on My Parade. And um, I walked into school one day. Ooh, girl. Ooh, girl. It's This is, okay. Walked into school one day and I'm waiting online in the cafeteria. And of course, you know, everybody's like feeling themselves and doing whatever they're doing. And a boy in front of me, and I'll never forget his name, basically was start singing Don't Rain on My Parade, Barbara Streisand edition. And I was like, I know this is just a sign from the universe that this video is going to go viral. I was like, for the fact that everybody knows this now, slay. And I don't say anything. I'm just like casually like booping bopping my head knowing that I did it. I did it. And then he turns around and he goes, oh, it's Catalina 127. And I say this in the article. The first thing that went through my head was, oh, my God, he is not a Barbara Streisand fan. He is not a Barbara Streisand fan. I turned red. And I'm very, very fair skinned. So if I turn red, I turn red. It's like I'm about to explode. I turn red. They start laughing. And they're like, what happened, Catalina 1227? Yeah, Cat oh, don't rain on my parade. Yeah, we saw him. I'm not somebody that's easily speechless. As you can tell, but in that moment, being so young and realizing that one of my biggest fears um, just came true. And I was like, no way, no way, no way. Maybe this kid won't be an and show it to the rest of the school. Maybe he just talked about it with him and his friends, which is even embarrassing for me to even think about. Now, like, they have, they're allowed to have an opinion about it, and, like, this was something that was so fun for me, and now I physically feel it, like, falling out of my hands. And I was like, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine, Emily. It's fine. It doesn't matter. Like, nobody really knows you. You're going to be okay next period after lunch I couldn't even eat like I literally couldn't even eat so I just like went into the bathroom like put water in my face and was like no it's fine it's fine like they're not gonna take this away like he's just gonna do the mature thing as a 12 year old would do and not show his friends 
Right. I walk in to technology class the next period. And at that point, iPhones were all the rage. And of course, because my Latino parents, if they do one thing, they're going to be strict. I didn't have an iPhone. I wasn't allowed to have an iPhone. The first time I was able to get an iPhone is when I could pay for an iPhone. That's how that worked in my house. I had one of those little um, flippies with the, from Kmart with the minutes that my abuelo would buy me minutes. And, you know, you flip it and I'm like, I can't text you. I can't call you because I don't have minutes. And at that point, everybody was getting an iPhone. And I walk in and I hear my voice. And to this day, it is one of my biggest like pet peeves and it'll crawl underneath my skin if people put my videos on while I'm with them like if for example if I was in a room full of people and my friends were like pull up a video and I hear my voice I instantly cringe and it's not because I'm not proud of the videos I think it's just kind of like a reaction to this I heard my voice on plenty people's iPhones on computer monitors I'm watching my face and they're not watching as fans. Like, they're watching and they're laughing at me. Keep in mind, these are videos that I, I've been doing videos for two years now. So at this point, I'm 12. You can go all the way back to my puppet videos. And at that point, I had a hard time making friends. Like, this now made it seem near to impossible. And, you know, I'm singing in Spanish. Like, I'm putting my mom in these videos and I'm showing them, like, what my life looks like and everything that embodied me at that moment was on that page oh my god ew <laughs> but it's sad it is sad but whatever and they're all laughing and I was like I can't believe this is happening to me right now I can't believe I was mortified I was like something that brought me so much joy and I was so proud to share with the world has now been taken from me and made a mockery and all because of the fact that I was just expressing myself. All because of the fact that I was just singing and dancing and talking and showing off my family. Now it's a source of shame and it's a source of all of a sudden something I should be embarrassed about. And that's how I, that's how they made me feel. And I'll never forget these people. And I went home, I went to the bathroom and I called my dad on the nurse's office because I don't have any minutes. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not feeling good, dad. I have to go home. And he's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? And he could hear like my voice trembling and he could hear like that. I'm like literally about to just start crying. And he's like, OK, 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 I'll come pick you up. I'll come pick you up. And I went home and this is one of the biggest regrets that I have in my entire life. And if anybody were to ever ask me, what do you regret most in the world? I always say it's this. I went home and I got on that same Dell computer and I deleted every single video I had made in the last two years. Over hundreds, hundreds of videos. And I'm not like hours, hours of my life that I was so proud to share, I deleted. I didn't private them. I didn't only like make them for my eyes only. Like, I deleted them. I deleted them off of everything, off of my desktop, off of my YouTube, because I never, ever wanted somebody else to find them and make me feel the way that I felt that day. And I remember my parents being like, why are you deleting the videos? Like, what the hell? They're so funny. Like, the, you had something so amazing going on. They make you so happy. And I was like, no, I outgrew this. I don't want to do this anymore. Like, every, this is literally like every middle school 
movie that you could possibly imagine. You just lie and say, you know what? Actually, I don't even want to do this anymore. Like, this doesn't even make me happy. This is actually not fun anymore. Um, I don't want to do this. And I would never forget, like, I couldn't even see the delete button because it was just tears, tears, tears. And I was the hardest one to delete was the Can't Be Tamed dance video by Emily Moreno. And oh my God, that shit just like, it hurt my soul, especially deleting that one because that's the one I was most proudest of. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to delete every single one and I'm just going to leave this one. And then in the back of my head, instantly I started to remember, no, because they'll find this one too and they'll take this one away from me. So I'd rather just take it away and not give them that power. And that is one of the biggest regrets of my entire life is not having the beginnings of all of this um, because I would not be here today if it was not for that courageous, brave little girl. If it wasn't for Catalina1227, putting herself out there, being like, I love doing this. And obviously because it's middle school, like, you know, they would say things and everybody started being like, Catalina1227, Catalina1227 until something new came up and everybody forgot about it. That day was the last day that I was ever the same, honestly. It was one of the, and this is the reason why I don't really share the story because there's really no way to make this story kind of comedic or whatever it is. It's just a sad story. And from that moment on, I harbored so much anger for everybody in that school. When I tell you high school for me, I made it difficult for myself because of how angry I was. And I was angry and I was pissed off and Instead of it being this thing of I'm shame, now I feel shameful for doing these videos. No, now I'm pissed the fuck off. Now I'm angry that any of you let me feel this way. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to unleash the wrath of Emily. And that's exactly what I did. And it came to a point where in high school, people were like, you don't want to talk to Emily because Emily's crazy. She'll you up because I did. Anytime that I felt in any instance of just like, you're coming at me. Oh, no, 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 no. Throw something at me. I'm throwing the whole world at you. I was a menace, a menace of anger. You've taken everything that I that I want. And I didn't even realize this as I was going through high school. I realize this now as an older as an older person um, makes me sound like I'm 60. But like as somebody as a young adult now or adult, I realize that now that I harbored a lot of that anger because of that moment. And when I tell y'all I was angry, like I'm not I'm not sugarcoating in no type of way. Like I had to go into like therapy for my anger, like and nobody could figure out why it was I was so angry. And especially in high school and to the to this day, if anybody from high school is watching, I am so sorry if I ever did anything. A lot of the times like if anybody if I ever found out somebody was like saying something, it, I made myself a presence. I was like, "All right, you wanted to take away the sweet confident, brave little girl, this is what you're going to get. You're going to get a mean, angry person. And I'm not, I wasn't mean to people just to be mean to people. It was very much when I felt like people were making me feel small. No, you're not going to make me feel small because I'm going to step on you. I'm fully going to step on you. And it just harbored so much anger in me. And to this day, if you ask people how I was in high school, it was like, I was the girl that you didn't want to talk to. I was the girl that was like, be careful with her because she's nuts. She's nuts. She'll just go off at a like flip of a handle and she'll just start violating. And 
I literally had things where I was like, it's a violation circle. We're all going to sit here. We're all going to violate each other. And everybody knew not, not to start it with me because I have such a quick tongue and quick tongue or quick witted. I was quick witted, whatever. And it was just one of those things that I felt like you took something from me. So now I will take everything from you. And that's exactly what I did. And that's why high school was a terrible experience for me. High school was absolutely terrible. And not only that, growing up being like a little, I was never shy. I was always very much like, if this is what I want to wear, this is what I want to wear. If I want to have my hair out, full curls, all of it, this is what I'm going to do. If you don't like it, then say something to me. Then say something to me because I promise you I have 10 things to say to you. That's the type of energy that I walked through with high school. And in... I think I was 16 or 17. I started, I had a friend group and these were my actual friends and I'm not friends with one of them now and it's not for any reason. It's just because honestly, like different, we have different lives now. So it is what it is. But one of them is still my friend. Her name is Vanessa. And I remember I would like tell her all these stories and I would be like, yeah, this and this and this is what happened to me. And she would laugh and she'd be like, yo, these are so funny. Like, why don't you post these? I said, post these. No, this is stuff that I tell you. Like, this is not this is not stuff that I'm going to share to the internet anymore. And at that point, Finstas were pretty big. Um, if you don't know what a Finsta is, it's a fake Instagram. And I was like, you know what? I'll make a Finsta. I'll make a Finsta. And the Finsta's name, it's still up there, is Catalina1227. And that's where I started posting stories. I started doing, like, all these, like, crazy things of my life. Like, I didn't care because... At that point, it was just a community of friends that I trusted. And these were better friends. Like, these were friends that were encouraging. And these are the friends that I said that in high school, they would call us the Spanish girls. Even though there was, like, 50 kids that were Spanish. But for whatever reason, we were always labeled as the Spanish girls. Or las chongas. And I was like, I don't, okay, I guess. Like, that. that's the title, not to say, like, but it's just, it, we were the Mexican Spanish girls. The Dominican and the Colombians. Like, make it make sense. I don't know. And I started posting these videos on my Finsta. And I started gaining, like, not gaining. I only had, like, 50 followers because I wouldn't let anybody else follow it. It was a private account. And people like my bosses at that t- at that point, um, my sister, my friends, like, my family, they would all comment, even, like, some random people in high school that I would just let them follow me just to follow me. But it'd be like, yo, these are so funny. These are so funny. Like, you are so crazy. And like, how are you even thinking of telling a story like this? Like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, at that point, because of the fact that I've harbored so much anger, I am not going to lie. It built another level of confidence. I have this level of confidence where I'm like, go ahead and say something about me. Like, you know that you're going to end up worse if if that situation were to happen. I'm no longer that 10 year old little girl. Like, I have a personality now, this is my personality, and I, and it's a strong personality. And I've gotten that from my mom, from my tias, from my abuelas. Everybody has a very, very strong personality in my family. So I decided, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna post this on my actual Instagram. Me thinking that I have like 500,000 on my Instagram at that point. I have like maybe less than a thousand followers. But it was direct access to all of those people that had access to my YouTube younger, when I was younger. But now I was like, no, I'm not going to 
hide this. I enjoy doing this. And if you really have an issue with it, then by all means, say something. Say something. Go ahead. Like, I'm not going to delete it. I'm going to keep it up. And I started posting videos on the Finsta. And then I did that for like maybe a year. And then I started posting videos on my actual Instagram. On my actual Instagram, you know, I'd maybe get like three or four comments or like DMs back of people being like, oh, that's so funny. Like, girl, you crazy. And I was like, okay, all right. Like, I have claim over, the, over this now. And these videos are mine. And regardless of how you feel about them, they're mine. So you can feel whatever way you want. But again, these videos are mine. And nobody could take that away from me. And it's me. It's my voice. It's my personality. It's my stories. It is me at whatever version I was at that current moment. And then when TikTok started blowing up, I remember my friends being like, post your things on TikTok, post your things on TikTok. And I was like, nah, I feel like that app is a little young for me. Like, I know I see people with the musically look. Like, I don't, I'm not that girl. Like, I was like, I'm really just not that girl. I'm, and they're like, no, it's more than that. It's more than that. It's more than that. Just post it, just post it. And at this point, I, I don't even think Charlie D'Amelio went big on TikTok yet. Like, that's how new it was. And I got on TikTok. And I remember I was like, I was typing in Catalina1227 because for whatever reason, I was like, I was going to hold on to the name. And I was like, you know what? Nah, nah, I'm not, I'm not Catalina1227. I'm not hiding behind her anymore. Um, my name is Emily with an E, E-M-E-L-Y, Emily Moreno. That is my name. And I'm proud of my name. They were like, why is it with the E? Why is it with da, 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 da? like that? The whole conversation of what my legal name is, that can be a whole nother story for a whole nother time because that is just beef. I had to change my name like multiple times. But legally, I had to change my name. But I was like, no, I'm going to stand behind something I'm proud of. And something I'm proud of is my name. So I made the handle at Emily with an E. And you can find me. Like, because I'd always tell people, it's like, no, it's Emily with an E. That's how you spell it. And... I started posting my videos on there. And I think maybe two weeks into it, I had my first like viral video and it was like 30,000 views. And I was like, if I thought 5,000 was boosting and booming, 30? Oh God, I own the world. Like, get me, what? Like, I was like, no way, 30,000, same. And then I started falling into the same thing that I did with YouTube. The moment I saw that 30K views, I same exact thing, same exact feeling of when I got that 5K. I'm going to start posting every day. I'm going to start posting every day. I don't care who finds this. I hope people find this. I hope people find this. And that's exactly what I did. I started posting videos every single day. There was a story every single day. Seven days out of the week, like clockwork, for about a year. I ended the year. I started the year, I mean, with obviously zero followers. The first moment that I posted my first TikTok. I ended the year with over a million. And that is not something now that people can easily do because now, yeah, everybody has a million, but it's hard to break over through that million. And I did that. I broke over that million in a little bit over a year, a little bit over a year. And I started building a platform where not only was I authentically myself, but I started realizing that I had little girls in my DMs or sending me messages of like, I wish I had this, I wish I had your confidence. And every time I saw that comment, I was like, but y'all don't even understand what it took to get to this point where I can sit here proudly and use my, even my own name. And I never wanted to share this video, I share this video, share this story because 
again, a three minute thing wouldn't have done it justice. And at the same time, like a lot of the times I tell these stories and I had a little bit of comedic thing. I want to entertain you. I don't want it to be so heavy. And this story was very, very heavy because it really changed the trajectory of who I was as a person. And I am no longer somebody that will ever let somebody dim my light. And that's exactly what I let them do. So when I see those comments of little girls being like, I wish I had this confidence. I wish I could stand up to these people. I wasn't always like this. It wasn't always like this. There was a very period. I mean, I'm sure everybody has gone through their whole like little bullying phase from like girls being mean to them, especially girls. It almost makes me proud to have that moment in my life and now to finally share it. And when that article, when the article came out today, I read it and I wrote the article, which is funny because it's like <laughs> I'm a college dropout that learned how to write essays, but I learned how to write essays for myself, about myself. So, I mean, hey, because I know I got a lot of shit people being like, oh, she dropped out of college, though, to pursue whatever the fuck. And it's like, no, 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 I'm still doing the work. I'm still writing essays and shit. I said, it's just a little bit different now. I'm not doing it so much on a thesis paper of like Greek mythology, which I love. Slay if you do. Slay if you do. But whatever it is, what it is. And it was just this overwhelming feeling of like the inner child, the inner Catalina 127 in me is like beaming today. Like she is through the moon to see that it's like, yes, we may have let them push us down, but it's not about falling down. It's about how you get up. And I got up and I said, okay. That shit sucked. Why did it suck? Because I let I let it suck. The situation sucks, yes. But if I would have walked in there with that same energy today, if that would have been me in that room and I saw everybody listening to my videos, real quick, on site, it's the clip is off. I'm, what? Oh, everybody's watching my videos? Thank you so much for the engagement. I'm, I'm very appreciative of it. Thank you so much. Make sure you leave a comment, like, subscribe, and turn on your post notifications so you never miss another video because you clearly don't want to miss another video. That's the energy I would walk in with now. Back then, it's not the same thing. And I say it in the article, I use Catalina127 as a guiding light because I very much do. And if it wasn't for her, I, Emily with an E would not be Emily with an E. And it's so funny to, I was a little scared to share the article just because of the fact that I didn't want people to then have claim over the story or say like, oh my God, she's dramatic, like da 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 because again, I'm telling stories from my point of view and this is how I felt. And a lot of the times when people are wrong in stories, they don't wanna be the person that's wrong. They wanna be like, no, but I didn't do that. And I realized I was holding on to that same energy that I did when I was 10 years old and I was like, I don't wanna use my same name because I don't want people to find it. And I was like, you know what? I'm proud of this article. I'm proud of the growth that it shows of I'm not this person that was just born straight out of the womb, like confident, yelling, energetic, authentically herself. Like there was a lot of trials and tribulations and there's so many other stories of stuff that it's like I got pushed down so heavily for such a long time that in the boat that I sit in now, that's just like, uh, it's not allowed. And the one thing that I tried to do with my platform and I've always tried to do this from the jump was I am crazy, yes. I am loud, yes, I do the most, but it's okay and it's fine and there's nothing wrong with it. And 
I'm proud of it because if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be here today. And a lot of the message that I want to give to like little girls, little boys, like even adults that sometimes struggle with speaking up for themselves, that it's okay to speak up for yourself. It's okay to be your number one advocate. Like there's nothing wrong with that. If anything, you should be your number one advocate because nobody in this world got you like you. And that's what this platform's about. Like that's what all of this was about. Like this, this whole entire my career right now all started from a Dell computer on my sister's Dell old computer. And you it's humble beginnings, but it's a beginning nonetheless. And it's just something I'm so proud of. And to see the article go live, um, it's something I wanted to share on the podcast to give you guys a little bit of insight because obviously the article can only be a certain amount of like characters or a word limit or whatever. And showing you guys the truth of like, what harboring that negativity can do. Obviously, you know, I'm proud of myself and, you know, we make mistakes as we get older, but if it wasn't for that moment, I wouldn't be the person that I am today. So I am so appreciative for that. And I'm appreciative for the guy that saying, don't rain on my parade and not even being a Barbra Streisand fan, because honestly, quite frankly, I put him on, I put him on. You're welcome. It's a great song. It's a great song. And I'm so happy that you know it because of me, you know, but it's just, it was something I was really excited to share about, um, I'm super elated. I'm through the moon and I'm happy to kind of give you guys a story that sheds another light on me. And it's not so much of the crazy service stories, the crazy Lady Gaga video, the this and this and this. This is a real a real story that truly impacted me and it's my biggest regret. I don't know if for anybody that's going to ask for those where those videos are, I have no idea. I've tried to recover those videos time and time again, um, but they're gone. And I know they say that everything on the internet is forever, but quite frankly, I just don't know how to use the internet that well, apparently, because I can't find any of those videos. And I have tried, I have tried, I have tried. And if there is one wish, I have one wish, is I want the Can't Be Tamed dance video by Catalina127. I want that video. I want that video and I want to post that video everywhere. Because not only is it funny, because it's like, girl, what in the f are you doing with your little justice dress but it's like those are that was the beginning like that was the beginning of content creation for me and a lot of the times when people say oh I was an overnight success or one day out of the next I just got all these followers it's like no 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 no. I've been we've been in it we've been grinding we've been seeing how the industry changes like we have gone from Venetian princess awesomeness tv like um, not Awesomeness TV, what it's like, the key of awesome. You remember, y'all remember that? The one that it's like, they used to do like Justin Bieber parodies, like all that stuff. Like that was the beginning of the internet to what it is now. The get readies with me and the come with me to go do this and this and this. Like the, I have been on front seat of seeing how the internet has changed from then to now. And to now be a part of the internet on a whole nother level of the ways that I dreamed of being a part of the of the internet when I was 10, it blows my mind. And it's something that I have to say, like, I am proud of myself. And I don't really ever like to say that I'm proud of myself because, again, like I said in the beginning, there's a lot more work to be done. But I have accomplished that little girl's dreams, but we've only scratched the surface of her dreams. So everything that I do is for Catalina 127. Everything that I put out is with Catalina 127's influence. It is, she is my guiding light. She is me. Um, I may not hide behind her anymore, but she definitely is my driving force. And 
it's amazing. And if you guys haven't seen the article, um, it's on Refinery29. And it's basically kind of tells you exactly what I said now. I just give you guys a little bit more detail. Um, and yeah, and even having being able to share a little bit of my mom's story on there too, because a lot of those, the confidence that I have is from my mom. And if you think I can tell a story, like she captivates a room in a way that I have never in my life seen somebody do that. And I've seen it since I was young. I see it now and I see it in myself. And again, it it's a little crazy. And I'm sure people from my high school are gonna find this or find this podcast or find the find the article and say whatever they want to say about it. But at the end of the day, like my thing is I said I was gonna do it and I did it. And if you wanna be angry about it, but you angry at yourself, because you're the one engaging with this content right now. That's all I'm gonna say. But it's true. Like I always said it, even when I first met my boyfriend eight years ago. He was like, are you going to start applying to colleges? And I was like, no, the hell? Like, first of all, I saw the $75 application fee to even send in an application to see if I get accepted or not. Nope, you got me all the way f***ed up. I'm going to go to a community college uh, because I don't even think I want to do college. And he was like, well, what do you want to do? I said, oh, I want to be famous. Everybody laughed. And I was like, oh, but everything's I'm joking right now, right? Okay. I said, I want to do it in whatever capacity it is, whether it's content creation, whether it's through dance, like whether it's through music whatever it may be like i knew that i was like i want to i want to put all my eggs in one basket and that basket is myself and that's what i'm doing and that's what i've been doing for the past three years i quit my serving job i do content full-time now and if i were to tell catalina 127 this 10 year old little emily that holy crap her mind would blow her mind would be blown she'd be like what do you mean and I was like, she's like, I know we said we were going to do it, but girl, you were serious. I said, no, we were, we've been serious. So this was uh, obviously a little bit of a heavier story. Um, but, you know, the, with every good, funny story, there's a sad and dark one. And that just happens to be one of them. And I have plenty of these. And I know I got a little emotional, but I didn't mess up my makeup, so it's okay. But, yeah, I think that's pretty much it for the podcast. Um Again, if you guys haven't seen the article, it's on Refinery29. It's called When I Was Bullied Off of YouTube. And I was literally bullied off of YouTube. Um, and how I ended up finding my voice and how I am the person that I am today. And I'm proud of that person. I'm proud of the work. I'm proud of her. And Catalina 27, that's my girl. She's the one that's behind me pushing me to go do all this stuff. And if y'all ever feel, then again, this is for my audience and I'll leave y'all with this, but if y'all ever feel there's a moment where you're looking at my videos and you're like, I wish I could be that. The thing is, you don't have to wish, you just can. Like, there's not much to it. There's not this remedy that I did or this potion that I concocted in front of me and I was like, I will be this person. It's just how you lead your life and how you view yourself and how you view yourself, the words you say to yourself are super important. And if you think that you are this, that, and the third, well, girl, you are this, that, and the third, whatever that may be, you fill that in for yourself. But yeah, it, there's no potion. There's no secret here. It's just you lead with how you want people to treat you. If you want people to see you as this, they will see you as this just as long as you push with that. And that's it. That's all it really is. But that's it for today's podcast. This one was a fun one. I was really excited about this one. But thank y'all. Y'all already know. Comment, like, turn on post notifications. Uh, if y'all get angry at this story, we'll be angry at yourself. Uh, it's your fault, not mine. Hey. But thank you guys. I will see you guys next week. 
And yeah, this was fun. I like this one. All right. Peace.